This is John Zaninovich. Welcome to Move My Mass. You'll be hearing from great guests talk about balancing life and being fit. The show, Vikram, it's been a long time since uh, we've hung out. Yeah, like seven months. I know, and I noticed uh, you've been extremely busy, and I guess that's what being an entrepreneur is all about. Tell me what you got going on, man. You've got a lot so far. You know, actually, I got a lot less going on than I did when I uh, when I met you. When I met you, um, I was running Osteo Strong, and yeah. I was trying to start up the coaching business and kind of get consistent with my own podcast. And you know, I tried to trying to get some real estate going. I think I had just bought the rental when I met you, or maybe I was. Maybe we were you talking were close about to real it. estate. You were close to it at that time. Yeah, so I got my first rental, but I actually got out of the Osteo Strong business. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, a lot. Of, uh, that was that was about a month ago. Okay. So I had a fallen out with my dad and decided that um, doing business to salvage a relationship was probably the worst thing you could do. So the business was starting to f- to suck. Um, it, was, it was it was on a downhill trajectory because I didn't have any more energy to put into it. I didn't want to put any energy into it, and I didn't care about the money. Um, you know, I, I cared about our members but I didn't care about money. Like money is not the motivating factor in my life as it used to be. I I obviously want to have a lot of it still, but it wasn't like, Oh my God, I'm going to do this to try to impress other people. Yeah. So I um, had a meeting with him. We don't actually talk. So we had a meeting um, via a series of really shitty emails. Can I swear on here? Cause I just did. Yes. Um, Great. (laughs) Cause I don't know how to talk without swearing. It's a sign of intelligence actually, (laughs) or, or not intelligent. I don't know. And we had a, we basically had a fallen out about six or seven months ago and maybe four months ago. And that's when the business started to fail as I was looking at the numbers and I was like, you know what? I'm done. So I called my coach up, called my mentor up. I'm like, what do you guys think? They're like, dude, if you're done, you're done. Like you're miserable. You're not happy. Like it's eating you up alive. Um, walk. If you yeah. get some money for it, great. If you don't walk, they're like, you walked from a business that was doing real profit and you're fine. You didn't die this one that's not making any money that you've put all of your cash into, you keep putting money into it every couple of months. You have to find money because you, you know, you're hot and cold with it. Cause as you're, if, if you look back over the time of the cycles and I was like, all right, um, so we're done. Yeah. And they're like, all right, cool. So I walked away from that. Um, you know, we, we had a decent deal and, uh, such is life. Yeah. So where are you spending most of your time now? In what arena? Uh, so I started coaching entrepreneurs. So I mm-hmm. started out coaching entrepreneurs. I, I made 20 calls about, uh, well, I've done this my whole life, but I've made about 20 calls and did some research. And I found that most entrepreneurs have no sales process. So I called them. None of them got my phone number. None of them got my name. None of them wanted to know why I called. Half of them didn't pick up their phone. The other half didn't call me back. Um, one had a text program where they didn't pick up the phone, but they sent me a series of texts. And I'm like, nobody's got a process. Like how many millions and billions of dollars go to other services and companies because of this? So uh, my goal is to help small businesses, coaches, um, basically create their own sales program and then train them how to actually sell and use a script. Yeah, and I believe by, you know, when I was checking out what you got going on, 
you have something called the offload method. Yeah. Talk so, to me about that a little bit. Yeah. The entrepreneur offload method is basically, so it, it, it's exactly what fits into the, your, your podcast so well, because most people that are entrepreneurs have no time, right? I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to work out. Right. I don't have time for my family. I don't have time for dating. Da, 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 da. Right. Well, it's because they're doing, so here's one thing I hate. I hate it when people say, if it's not, you know, if I make a hundred dollars an hour, let's say, and I'm doing a $20 an hour job, people will say, well, you should just offload anything that's not at a hundred dollars an hour. Well, you can't do that. Some things you need to be attached to for a while. Some things you can offload. And if there's something that you have this affinity to that and you get pleasure out of and you get joy out of, like, then you should continue to do that because it's something that you really enjoy. But there's a lot of things that we do, like going to the grocery store is not enjoyable, but yet people say, I need to go to the grocery store. No, you right. don't. You need to have an assistant. You need to tell your assistant, I need milk. The assistant calls Instacart. The assistant has Instacart deliver milk to the house. You get home, the milk gets home at the same exact time, and you go out for a walk with your kids and your wife. There you go. But what happens is, is you go to the grocery store, you spend two hours in line, you have to find a parking spot, somebody nicked your door, now you're pissed off, you come home, you're angry because you had to stop to buy the stupid effing milk, and you show up like an a-hole at the house because you're angry, and you still didn't go to the gym. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so you're nailing it on what's apparent is your energy. Yeah. You know, you, you've got that, and that's... You got to say that's probably the number one important thing to be a successful entrepreneur is to have not, I'm not saying physical energy necessarily, but mental, physical, you've got to have positive moving forward energy. Yes. And that seems, you know, I see, I hear so many, you know, so many coaches like you and you're a phenomenal coach in this arena. Do you, how much do you talk about with your clients about physical fitness and how important that is to lending to the positive energy. So the reason why I want to teach my clients how to offload more, right? And offloading really is just how do you delegate? How do you right. delegate the tasks that you don't need to do? How do you delegate the tasks that are eating up your time and taking away your sacred energy? How do you get rid of the tasks that are repetitive, right? How do you get rid of the tasks that can be automated? How do you get rid of the tasks that you could have somebody else doing? Like right now, we're sitting in your room and you got somebody sitting in here doing all of the editing because that right. would take you probably hours and hours to do and it might take him like two hours to do. Right. And so there's no reason why you should be doing all of it. And so if you can, out, if people just learn like, okay, for a few hundred dollars, I can do more sales or I can do more of this or I can do more of that or I can go to the gym, right? Like if you don't get enough sleep, you're not going to show up. Your body's not going to recover. Your brain's not going to perform. Your gut's going to be out of shape and then you're going to be out of shape. And if you can't show up with energy, how do you show up for work? How do you expect your team to show up? How do you, why do you expect your team to be better than you? Well, and this is a competitive world now. It always has been, it's so but much it's more, though. way much more There's now. so many more people. And yes, and you better bring it in all arenas. Mentally, physically, you have to bring it. Yeah. If, you, if you're striving for that. Yeah. And I, just like you said, you know, I do have Aaron to produce the show. Yeah. 
And I do that because if I was producing it myself, I would become frustrated and not want to sit here and talk to you. Yeah. Because I'd be frustrated. Yeah. And, you know, to bring it back to fitness, and just like you say, dele- delegate the things that uh, that aren't going to frustrate you. Have, you still have to do things that frustrate you. But delegate the things that are going to discourage you from moving on. You know, this morning I was sitting in the bathroom and I was looking. I, I put post-it notes on my mirror. So as I'm looking at my post-it notes, it's like, follow your schedule every day. And then I looked at the things that were in my schedule and I'm like, I don't want to do that. 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 I don't want to do any of the stuff that's in my schedule. What the hell? I don't want to do any of that stuff in my schedule. And I was like, okay, so if I hired somebody for $65,000 a year plus a bonus, what does that break down to a month? Okay. That's like five grand a month. Okay. So that's a, that's a fair chunk of change. But if I bring in three new clients because of their work, because they project manage my life, they take care of everything. They take care of my VA. They take care of my social media posting. They take care of writing things. They tell me what I need to do. And I don't have to worry about all the back end stuff. I just get to hang out with my boy and talk about cool things. Yeah. How much more productive am I? And I was like, okay, I'm hiring a project manager today. I don't even care. Like, I don't care whether or not my revenue goes up or down because I know that every time I build my team with a powerful person, I triple, quadruple, 10X my ability. And so I have a VA that does a lot of stuff. So that took a lot of off, a lot of stress out of my life. But now I'm like, okay, now they're, they're at capacity and they don't know what they don't know. They're, you know, their VAs are in the Philippines. You're paying them like beans on the dollar. So now I'm like, okay, I need a project manager. I need somebody who can make sure that the Facebook people are doing what they need to do. They can make sure, Hey Vikram, did you do the video that you know I didn't? Well, it's in your calendar. What time right now, get up and do it. Okay. I'll do it. And they make you do the videos. They make you do the marketing. They make you do the calls. They, they just build your schedule out for you. Cause look, I'm the laziest person ever. Well, let's talk about scheduling. Do you, what do you go by? Do you go by a block schedule? Is every hour of your day scheduled or do you just schedule uh, things that you need to get done? Like a top three, like, let me, I have to make sure I get these three things done. And after that, then I'll work on things I want. Which way do you, which way do you operate? I prefer blocks. Mm-hmm. I for I prefer blocks and I, and I, and I like to be really like, I'm a Capricorn, whatever the F that means. <laughs> Um, I like to be really, 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 really organized. I like to be structured. All right. And then when I go out of town, I don't want to touch my laptop. Like I took my laptop to Vegas with me last week. I was there for three or four days. It didn't come out of the safe. And I know that I, about me, I'm like, why did I bring my laptop? Scratching my head. My buddy's like, dude, are you going to do any work? And I'm like, no. Because when I play, I play. But when I work, I work. And I'm not like speaking on a stage every week where I need to get work done in the hotel. So this is like all about connecting and networking and collaborating with the people at the mastermind. Mm -hmm. So I'm a person that likes to block out my time, you know, wake up at four, four to four 30 is brush your teeth, do your uh, yoga, do some pushups, sit-ups, pull-ups, squats, shower, boom, get ready, sit down. Um, If I don't get dressed up for work, I don't go to work. So lately I've been at least putting on a collar shirt. Like I didn't take a shower today because 
things showed up on my calendar unexpectedly, like knock on wood, there was a couple of new opportunities that arose that hopefully come to fruition. Um, cause it'll be game changers. Yeah. So I didn't take a shower today and I was 30 minutes late to this, but that's more rare. Normally everything's on the calendar and I don't really push things off because it's like, Hey, it's on the calendar. It exists. If it's not on the calendar, it doesn't. So for me, my trainer hits me up three times a week and today I had to cancel on him and I moved. When I take something off, I have to put it back on. So I took off a 90 minute block on Monday at 1030 and I added it Thursday at 215. And I already had that time saved for training with other people. But because I'm going to see some of them on Friday, I'm like, I will just train for 15 minutes with them. And then once it's time to bounce off with my personal trainer, I'll go work out with him for 90 minutes. And then I'll come back home, shower, get ready, and I'll head to LA. Gotcha. But it's, it's, so when you build a schedule, and this is to myself and this is to your, your listeners that don't know how, but when you build a schedule, you build in the most important things first, fitness, faith, finances, family, however you want to work that out. So if you got kids, you build in the family time, right? Johnny's got a soccer game. Susie's got a little play that she wants daddy at, mommy at, be there. Put that in first. Mm-hmm. Then you build in your date night, right? If you're in a relationship and you don't have a date night, you don't have a relationship because eventually the kids are going to get big enough. They're going to leave and you're not going to have anybody with you because you and your you and your wife or spouse or whatever you have are going to start to separate. So you build in the date night every night or every week, one night, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever it is. Then you start to build in your gym time because if you don't take care of yourself, Somebody died a couple of years ago in town that's got millions and billions of dollars. But guess what? The minute it w- they got to the hospital, it was too late. All the money in the world won't save you if you don't take care of yourself now, aka move my mass. You build in the fitness time, right? Then you build everything for work around it. So you're not going to miss church. Why would you miss the gym? And then when you go to the gym, like actually have a plan of what you're going to do back Eyes, shoulders, tries, chest, legs, like cardio. Because I see people go to the gym and what do they do? Oh my God, it's Aaron. Oh my God, it's John. Oh my God, it's Susie. And 45 minutes goes by and they haven't done anything. And then they show up at home like, oh my God, I went to the gym. It was so awesome. Yeah. But they didn't break a sweat. So you build in the things to your schedule first and foremost. Then you put it on work. So work is second instead of first. And that's where this country's all effed up. We put our work first and we put ourselves second. And when you say you're going to put yourself first before work, people are like, oh my God, you go to the gym at 10 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, but I wake up at four, mm-hmm. maybe 5.30 at the latest, five out of seven days. Yeah. Like when we went cycling, we were up at like, I mean, that was a late day because we had other people with us, but we were still on the road at 6.30. Right. I mean, we're at your house at six. And then we got on the road at 630, you know, some bike yeah. issues, you know, yeah. tires, flat, things like that. And we rode till what, like 10 o'clock. Yeah. It was a good day. Yeah. So we rode for four hours almost. Right. Right. And so you put that into your schedule. Like Saturdays are a longer exercise day for me. Mm-hmm. You just build it in. Do you build, do you build your schedule the night before or a week out? You know, I've been bad about my schedule the last few weeks, um, so but I haven't normally, really built it. But in general, uh, you typically, I, I recommend you put your big things in on Sunday. Oh, 
So you, you start on Sunday, you put all your stuff in there that you need for the week, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you have family and kids. I don't have uh, a wife or kids, so my life's a little bit different. But my therapist actually told me today, which is funny because we were talking about that in the kitchen. Right. Um, my therapist is like, yo, you need to live your life as if you had a family. Which means after dinner, this, that, you like, you got to start to structure, like, because that will be one, it'll be more enjoyable for you. But two, you got to actually live a life like an entrepreneur with kids. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. It's, you have to do that. Yeah. Because it'll just keep getting away from you. You'll be like, hey, we're, you actually have the time. Right. Structure it in. Yeah. Is there a difference, in your opinion, if you were to coach entrepreneurs 10 years ago versus today in how to be successful. So yes, I asked this in a back to a fitness standpoint or maybe 15 years ago, even where it seems like more, there is more of the boozing and the smoozing and the dinners and that's the way to network versus now it's like, Hey, let's hook up at a CrossFit gym. Then you get them in there and you network that way. Do you see a difference? Have you noticed a, a trend in a different way to network versus the past? So when I was 15 years ago, I was 24. So I, I wasn't really networking then. But let's let's go back about a decade when I was starting real estate. And, you know, believe it or not, I didn't spend a lot of time with my clients outside of work. Um, I, I, I was really like, let's go to work from nine to seven or whatever the time is like that's work time. I don't want, I didn't really want to hang out with my clients after hours because then I couldn't be the jackass that I am. Ah, okay. So I was real, I, I was real on a one track mindset after my divorce. And that was uh go out, dress like a G find a lady, you know, do things. Yes. So I, I would drink excessively. So I, I my, how I didn't die, I don't know, because I'd go to, I'd party all night, wake up, go to the gym, work out, or go to CrossFit, work out, go to work, work my tail off. I mean, I always drink like a pitcher of coffee a day. That's probably what it was. And, and I didn't really want to see my clients after hours because I didn't know how to control my alcohol. So my networking was really like around talking during the daytime. Okay. Because at nighttime, it was a new person. It was my alter ego that came out. And that was a dangerous person to be around with multi-million dollar clients. And so I really try to keep work and family or work and my personal life completely separated. Now, other people on my team were really good and I would send them out to network Uh and they would be fine with it. But for me, I either want to be in bed at nine o'clock or I want to be partying till four o'clock. And there was no middle as we know, because I've hung out with you before. And play hard or go home, you know, sometimes we do that. So, but that was every day of my life. Right. And so I, I really had to focus in on, you know, but I, I, I had a morning routine that was different than my morning routine is now. My morning routine back then was like, do all this stuff throughout that you're not going to be able to stop the day for. And now I build my gym into like the middle of my day so that my mornings I can do a couple of deep work sessions. Gotcha. And so I wake up early, do a couple of deep work sessions. Then I go to the gym. Then I come back and I do some more work, respond to emails, do things of that nature. But my mornings are now more dedicated to like the work on the business versus working in the business. And then that's why I want to bring on a project manager so that she, you know, I already figured it's going to be a, a lady because I, I can 
I can feel the energy. So the project manager, you're bringing somebody on to help with this. Yeah. So I want to bring on a project manager so that they can go out and do the things. Um, and that allows me again to do more of what I want to do. And that's work with clients, be on more podcasts, um, share my story, share my inspiration and, you know, get more work done. Like I, I just love working with people and sharing how to do things differently than what they're doing. And it's up to them ultimately to change. Right. Right. So it's up to you to show them the way, like you can show people that you're working out all the time and you're getting fit and you're dropping pounds and you're increasing your muscle mass and you're decreasing your fat mass. But if your friends are sitting on the couch watching you drinking a beer, that's them, not you. Yeah. And that's I mean, perfect to the point of this, all of this. And I'm sure that you have so many people that you coach that you have to teach them in different ways. Like some person, somebody might just, I, I want to work out at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. I want to work out first yeah. and then get my work done. Or somebody might want to, you know, no, I want to get into the deep work first and then go to the gym. How do you approach the different mindsets? You just, you just stick with those principles that you mentioned earlier, like, hey, get your family time in, get your financial stuff taken care of, spiritual work done. Doesn't really matter where they fit in the day. Like you get your stuff done, you get those booked in, then you book the rest of yourself in. You know, so, being an entrepreneur allows me some flexibility that many people don't have because they work for a company. Um, now, I don't know what this post COVID world is going to look like. Um, a lot of people have home gyms. Um, I recommend a program called the X3 bar for people who want a quick workout at home and they don't want to go to the gym, but they still want a really good workout and they want to get strong and fit. Um, you can buy a vibration plate with that to go with it. And that's going to actually get you kind of a whole body workout. It's going to help with your testosterone. It's going to help with your stability. Um, but the workouts take like 15 minutes and they're super good and they're really hard. Yeah. And so it's called the X3 bar. Um, and I really enjoy it. Like I travel with it to places if I know they don't have a gym because it, you know, I can put it in a duffel bag or a suitcase. So it's pretty cool. Um, but if you want to go do the traditional gym route and you can't get to the gym during the daytime or during lunch, like I can, then you got to like work your schedule and you might have to wake up earlier. You, you're going to have to make a sacrifice, but it's really an investment. And most people I know that I work with are entrepreneurs or solopreneurs or you know, they kind of control their schedule a little bit more so they can get away from, from work. They just got to want to do it. Like, I can't force you to go to the gym. I, I can put it in your schedule with you. Like we can work and build your schedule and say, okay, this is your phone block time, right? You got to prospect right when you're done prospecting, hit the gym for an hour. Right. Right. Go to get a membership to a gym. That's really close to you. Well, they're expensive. Who cares? It's more expensive to be fat and unhealthy and I, and I use the word fat, not because I'm trying to be mean, but I used to weigh 225 pounds. I had four chins. I get it. There's emotional problems that people have. There's psychological problems that people have. Get a therapist, get the help you need, but get to the gym, right? The yeah. food that people eat has no nutrients in it. And so you don't get the nutrition that your body needs. So then your body's always craving. And if you get your body the nutrients that it needs, 
then you change the biology of your gut and then you change the way that your brain processes. Like today I've had two cups of coffee, two scoops of butter in the coffee, a little bit of MCT oil, some vanilla, some cinnamon. I had a bag of pork rinds because I just love the way that they crunch in my mouth. And I had a beef jerky stick, all organic, all grass fed, right? I took my supplements. I got my minerals in. I took the stuff that's good for my brain and I'm not hungry. And I have all this energy because my body's practically in a fasted state. And so when you're not consuming calories, your body has more energy to heal itself. Well, when your body heals itself and it feels better, then you have more time to go move your mass. And when you have less mass to move, it feels better. Like I'm at 181 right now. I want to get down to 170, maybe even 167, because when I get on the bike with you guys, you guys have bigger, stronger legs. But if I weigh 30 to 40 pounds less than you, I can keep up with you. Yeah. Use that power to weight ratio. So I don't need to be as strong as you because I can get lighter than you. Whereas my other friend who weighs 220, you know, his legs are this big and he can put out some major watts, but he's got to move 50 pounds more than I do. So even if he's got the better bike, I can keep up with him or I can outride him because he's not going to be an endurance athlete. Yeah. So I can do the 80, hundred mile days and he can't. So I would rather have less mass, but really strong mass and again, like the, the less I eat, the more energy I actually end up with. And I know it's counterintuitive because everybody's like, no, you got to eat five meals a day. You got to eat small nine meals a day. You got to eat. Well, think about right. this. Your body's a factory. Mm -hmm. And if your body's always processing junk out of the factory and the stuff you put in doesn't even have the nutrients, right? It's like you're building this glass, but instead of putting glass in there, you put plastic and you put it through the injection mold and it heats up the plastic and the plastic burns and melts and it clogs up the machine. Well, that's what your stomach looks like. It's all clogged up with plastic instead of glass. So when you heat it up, instead of it molding into a glass, it molds into plastic that's burning. And that's what happens in our stomach. Everybody's got leaky gut. Everybody's got digestive issues right? The gut has got parasites and all sorts of crap in it. There's no nutrients to fight any of that out. You know, a lot of people carry 20 pounds of gunk in their stomach. Some people more. Yeah. So if we can get rid of that by eating better, then we want to go work out more. But we have it all wrong in this country. We want to see the results. Then we want to change our diet. Then we want to work out. But if we changed our diet, we would have the energy we needed. If we followed a schedule, we would have the time we needed. So if we change a little bit here and a little bit here and a little bit here and a little bit here, you don't have to change everything 100%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%. That will give you the 200% increment in growth over time. Yeah, and let's let's go back to your people that you coach. What's what's uh what's the most common thing they come to you for help with? Assuming, oh, I want to increase my sales. Yeah, money. Right. I'm but money. is it super general? Teach me how to make more money or do they come and I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back to sure. what you were just talking about nutrition and things like that. But I just wanted to hear what, what do they come? I mean, I know money, money, because that's what it's all about to make money. Processes, uh -huh. processes, right? They, most people want to increase their efficiency um, in the processes. So whether it's a sales process or it's the, um, the, the, I'm at a loss of words all of a sudden. 
That's a rarity for me. <laughs> Lots of words in Vikram is rare. <laughs> you might want to document that on your podcast. Um, they come for systems, operations, yeah. right? Backend stuff, how to create the flow chart that would be needed, how to hire and delegate to people. A lot of people don't want to delegate out the work they need to delegate. They're scared. And the thing is, is that when you overburden yourself, you still make mistakes. So I'm like, well, let somebody else make the mistake. They're like, well, what is going to happen? I'm like, nothing. They're going to make a mistake. They're going to learn. They're not going to do it again. And if they do it again and they don't learn, then you fire them and you get somebody else. And so when you're doing this and they're coming to you, do you throw it all at them at once? No. Or so back to nutrition, you know, which I was going to bring it back to. And I'm not a nutritionist. Me neither. And I'll just throw that out there. I'm not right. a nutritionist, everybody. But it's pretty simple when people ask me, well, how did you lose your weight? Or how are you doing what you're doing? And I always tell them, don't tackle everything. Yeah. Don't try to, okay, you were, you were drinking a 12 pack a day. Um, eating cheeseburgers for lunch or whatever, like right, worst right. case, or you really never watched what you ate at all. Right. Don't try to go from that to now I'm eating nothing but protein shakes, uh, yeah. vegetarian. Don't go strict. Just not like you said, the 5% thing. Yeah. You know what? Don't change anything else, but knock out the cheeseburgers. Yeah. If you're going to have a six pack that night, have, well, I don't recommend it, but I'm saying right. don't try to change it all right. at once. And just like change it, change they, the six back to like two vodkas, maybe or anything. You know, so you still get the buzz. Ratchet or, it down. Yeah, I mean, some people have the willpower and the right. mindset to take it all on, right? But not very many. No, I'm assuming same way in the entrepreneurial world. Yep. Like, hey, you were sleeping till nine. Yeah, you made maybe one or two calls in the morning on your business, and then like, oh, now I'm going to throw this at you. Can't right. Well, it's funny you say that because uh, people will people will have extreme discipline in their in their work ethic because in a in, in a in a country like America, and I and I love this country, but this country where everything's based on the dollar amount, your 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 worth is tied to the dollar amount, right? So there was a clubhouse room for those of you who don't know who clubhouse you will soon enough, and it said, "How does a woman attract a six six figure man?" And I want to get on stage in that room and be like, it has nothing to do with, like, it has nothing to do with the woman. It has everything to do with her worth, but it has nothing to do with attracting a six figure man. Like she has to feel worthy of having the abundance in her life that she wants. And it has nothing to do with six figures or seven figures or eight figures. She has to feel who she is, but really like the conversations are all screwed up. And so there's so many screwed up conversations in this country and everybody thinks that it's all about the mighty dollar. And yes, the dollar does matter, but you got to build in the things that matter. Well, no, you're not going to take somebody who's never gone to the gym, who's never watched what they ate, who's never had a proper schedule and say, here you go. Here's your 6,000 new items you need to do tomorrow. They're going to fire you. But you can say, okay, let's get the mindset right first. The first thing we got to do is we work on the mindset, right? We don't talk about mindset coaching because nobody wants to pay for mindset coaching, but that's what it's really about. We got to figure out what childhood traumas do you have that make you not want to be healthy? What do we need to uncover? Because if you're making a bunch of money and you're running at 50% of your efficiency because you're overweight and you're tired and you're sweating walking up the stairs, 
or it hurts to walk up the stairs. Like my last business, OsteoStrong, we'd have 40, 50 year old people. I'm 39. And I mean, I got some knee issues, but I still ran a half marathon untrained last week, right? I still did Iron Mountain climb or hike or whatever, which was, you know, 6,000 feet of elevation and 15 miles untrained with a nine-year-old, a six-year-old and an 11-year-old, right? It took us 15 hours and it sucked, but we did it, right? We got through it because our mindsets are calloused. Like we're just going to do hard things for our entire life. Cold calling, hard things. Quit drinking, hard things. You just do it, right? Because you callous the mind. But we live in a society where it's so easy, right? I mean, I got my cell phone right here. I can look up anything in the world I want. I don't need an encyclopedia to look up everything that we once had encyclopedias for. And so we've just become a soft society. And so when you do hard things right? Like you wake up, you go swimming, then you go to the gym and then you come home and you do some recycling or you get in your living room and you start pumping weight, throwing some iron around, you're callousing the mind. And the more you do that and the more you don't make excuses, but no, you don't give it to everybody at once. Like if if I, if I gave people my schedule and like, okay guys, I'm going to quit drinking. What do you mean? Like I'm going to quit drinking. And then three weeks later, I'm not going to smoke anymore and I haven't touched it in six months almost, people would be like, there's no way. Oh, by the way, I'm also going to cut sugar out at the same time, and I'm going to start it with a three-day fast. No, I wouldn't expect you to do that. Right. But I would expect you to handle that. I wouldn't expect the guy that's 50 pounds overweight that's never done it before. Same way, I wouldn't expect somebody who's never followed a schedule to follow a schedule. So you give them baby steps, and then you come back every week, and you say, hey, did you follow your schedule? No, okay, let's see, what did you do? I did this, this, this. What didn't you do? This, this. Why don't we do it? And then they tell you why. And I, I love hearing that because when I started this podcast, and even before the podcast, when I just started Move My Mass in general, and now I'm, whatever I'm in, 15 episodes in. Yeah. I didn't realize that how much the mental game, mental strength, mental conditioning was going to be the common. Th- I think it's been really the common thread through almost every episode. Yeah. And how... Of course, you know it's important, but until I've listened to all my guests talk about this is what this is what I'm doing, this is the direction, and it just keeps going back to mental. Yeah, and it's you know, at some point I will start working it into my episodes more about how do you approach the mental game, and because that's it's got to start there. You know, the the right? really easy thing to do to approach the mental game, John, is it's not so. For everybody out there, don't think that you got to do super hard things. Wake up and make your bed. Wake up, make your bed in the morning. First thing, you just wake your, make your bed. It doesn't got to be military clean. Just start making your bed. And when you see a dirty bed after about 30 days, you're going to be like, oh my God, I didn't make the bed. Or if your spouse doesn't make the bed, you're going to be like, oh my God, they didn't. you're going to make the bed. Little disciplines and little wins add up over time. Mm-hmm. So there's a book by Jeff Olson called The Slide Edge. And he says, things that are easy to do, become hard over time. Things that are hard to do become easy over time. And the harder it is, the more impact it's going to have. And the easier it is, the less impact it's going to have. So like going back to the cheeseburger and the the beer. Well, sure, it's easy to eat a cheeseburger and beer, but over time, your health is going to fade. Now, it might be hard. Like I do the carnivore diet. Again, everybody, I'm not a nutritionist. Do your own research. But I do the carnivore diet, nose to tail, lots of meat, red meat, grass-fed, super high cholesterol. I'm okay with it. It's hard to eat just meat, right? No carbs. It's hard at first, but over time, my energy spikes. 
I feel better. My knees don't hurt. I recover super fast, right? I'm not hungry. I can work out like a beast. I have amazing sex. Like great stuff happens when I don't put carbs in my body. I'm not bloated all the time. I don't have gas, right? But Mm -hmm. it's hard to be consistent with it. Yeah. But the things that are hard to do have a payoff. And it's the same thing when it comes to nutrition. It's the same thing when it comes to working out. If you haven't worked out, don't put four hours on your schedule. Put 30-minute blocks. Make it easy, right? So you can give yourself a win, right? Make it easy to give yourself a win. You're not going to come riding bikes with us for four hours and cover like 50 miles. Like that's not going to, that's stupid. But over time, you're going to have a win here and 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 a win here. And when you get all those wins, you don't even think about them, but they just keep stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking. And then your, your little win becomes a bigger win and a bigger win and a bigger win and a bigger win. And then next thing you know, you're at the gym for an hour and you know what to do because you've asked people for help, right? And people see you every day. So they're like, hey, what's up? Hey, I saw you doing your bench press. You need to widen your legs up a little bit. You're like, my legs? I didn't know my legs were involved in a bench press. Yeah, you need to have a base. I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm 39 years old. Nobody's ever told me that before that I've paid attention to. And people start helping you. But you stack your wins with something small. Like if you say you're going to get up at 5 a.m., get up at 5. Drag your ass through the day. Take a nap. But get up at 5. Mm-hmm. And if you do that over time, you tell your brain and you tell the mind and you tell your body, I am more important than snoozing in. If you say you're going to do 50 push-ups for the day, do your 50 push-ups. Right? They could be five here, five here, five here, five here. You're going to start stacking the wins mentally. And then your brain's going to be like, all right, when this, when this dude says he's going to do something, he's going to do something. When he says he's going to show up to John's house, he's going to show up. Even if he's late, yeah. he's going to show up. Well, your, bra- your brain knows when you finish something. Yeah. If you tell your brain yourself, I'm going to do 50 push-ups. Yep. Assuming you have the ability to do them. Yeah, maybe it's 10. Right. But let's say it's 50 or 10 and you can do 10, do the 10. Yeah. Don't stop at eight. Because no. even though it was conscious decision to stop your brain knows it's like it knows you stopped yeah makes it easier to stop the next time well last week it, go ahead you just can't you you have to finish whatever it is you just nailed it all if you're gonna get up at five get up at five because if you don't your brain your mental mind said hey i he didn't get up at five that was yeah. pretty easy not to get up at five even though he wanted to he didn't yeah makes it that much easier to sleep in the next day yep and that goes with everything. You've, uh, you follow David Goggins? Yes. David Goggins. So before I did the project, it's called the Man Up Project. Or I'm sorry, the Modern Day Project, uh, Modern Day Night Project. Um, before I did that for the second time, because the first time I was kicked off the island. So before I did it the second time, I started listening to David Goggins. And he says, you can't break me. You can hurt me, but you can't break me. He's like, no matter what you do, you can't break me because the only thing that can break is the mind. And if I build my, my mind with calluses, just like my hands have calluses, just like my feet have calluses, just like my, my body has calluses. He's like, I can crap my pants. I can do all this stuff, but you can't break me. Right. And he says, and if I don't break, I win. It might take me longer, but I'm going to do it. He's like, and when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And I told my buddies, kind of half acidly, but I just kind of wanted to force myself to a commitment that I would run this half marathon with them. 
I didn't know what it was like to run 13 miles. So we ran 14 and a half right. because they screwed up the distance. So I got my Strava and it's like 12.5. And I'm like, there's no way we're a mile or there's no way we're 0.7 away from the Aria. Like we're still past the wind and it's like 13. I'm like, no, this is horrible. Like this is like two more miles. Like I want to call an Uber 13 and a half, 14. And at 14, I got the second wind, third mm-hmm. wind, fourth wind. And it's probably because I knew the finish line was coming up. But I just, I just flipped the switch again, right? I, right? You flip the switch over and over and over. The harder the things you do, the more times you do them, the more you can flip the switch. Like David Goggins, like the knee hurts, the body hurts, the feet are swelled up, can't feel the arms anymore. You don't know which way up is, but you're just, you just keep going. Right? You just keep going because the body only operates at 40% for most people. And that's a pretty awesome human being. Most people are like 15, 20, 30%. If you just shut the mind off, you can get to 60, 70, 80, 90. So when I work out at the gym by myself, I work out at like 30%. When I got my personal trainer, I'm banging out 200 pounds, you know, bench presses. No doubt. Yeah, I, yes, I hear you. It's rare that an individual can push themselves to that level. Yeah. Most of us are wired to do the 30%. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, yeah. I've got my days where I'll hit it super hard by myself bring a trainer along, I'm going to be there. Way much. So the reason why we, we, we coach with people, the reason why we have mentors and mind uh, masterminds and coaches and personal trainers and friends that level us up is because we will do more with them than we'll ever do by ourselves. And so that's why you pay to be in the presence of greatness. And that is something that is so shunned on our society by the average person. I wouldn't pay to have you as a coach. Okay, well, I'll see you at the bottom then. Right. I ain't going to yeah. be there, but I'll look down from my perch, not because I'm better than you, but just because I'm willing to pay to be around people that are going to level me up because they compress time. And you know, you don't even have to just, that's an important thing to take into your everyday life without it, without a coach. Be around people that are better. Yeah. You will, you'll work to be as good as them naturally. It just naturally happens. Yep. I like to ride with people that are faster than me. Swim with people that are faster than me. Yeah. Do all, you know, I don't farther than you. Yeah. I don't want to be around somebody I'm beating all the time. That's no challenge. Yeah. That's not fun. So speaking of challenge, what's your next one? What's next on your list? So, um, Let's see. We did the uh, we did the project, which was three days. Then I did a hike the week after that, which was Iron Mountain, and then I did the half marathon. This week I didn't do anything crazy, just a normal bike ride. Um, but my buddy and his son, his uh, his nine year old son, one of the instructors actually from the project, is going to do a twenty four hour bike ride. I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know exactly where I'll be in the world, but um, once he gets me the date of the time that he's going to do it, I think I'll probably schedule in the 24 hours and just see what we do. Go we'll, knock it out. We'll probably do like, I mean, it's a nine-year-old and the dad and they're riding like crappy Target bikes. They don't have like super f- fancy, you know, bikes like yeah. ours. Um but I'll probably end up doing, and I'm going to try to recruit a couple other people to come join us and raise money for it as well. Awesome. Um, so the last thing he did, he did a 24 hour push up contest for the boys and girls club and he raised about five grand. Um, so we'll, we'll do a 
some sort of charity function with it, but it'll be a 24 hour bike ride, probably start in Chino Hills and then, uh, you know, see kind of where we end up. And are you going to do any kind of special training for that? Or are you just going to go tackle it? I mean, I, I'll, I've ride. already been a cyclist now. So, yeah. you know, I've done the hundred mile days and, um, you know, I think my buddy and I were looking at hundred miles the other day on Strava and, it took me six hours of moving time and about seven and a half hours of, of total time. So, or maybe it was seven and eight and a half hours, something like that. So, I mean, we'll, we'll probably plan out a little bit better than what his planning is. His planning is like, let's just get on a bike with our back. He's a Marine. Let's just get on our bike with our backpacks and go out and see what the fuck we can do. And I'm like, yeah, dude, no, we, we, we did that on a hillside and <laughs> like four people, like literally almost died. Like I brought like, $200 worth of food and sandwiches and extra water. Thank God I did because some of the other guys are like, Oh, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And for something, for some reason my head was like, Nope, there's going to be a much more bigger challenge. So I'm going to probably try to organize a few kind of pit stops or have, um, have a few people there with cars and bring us some food, like some real food and drinks and things like that. Like actually have some proper rest scheduled, but, um, I'll probably do like, you know, six hours on and four hours, like, you know, 50, like every hour, take a 15 minute break or something like that and try to go for 500 miles. I think that's doable in a 24 hour period, right? Six, 500 miles? 12, 18, 24. No. Maybe 350. Probably yeah. 350. I think we'll go for 300 to 350. Not for me, but yeah, I think some other people can go that far. <laughs> Six. Well, it, let's say it takes seven hours to do 100, 7, 14, 21, and there's still a three-hour yeah. buffer. So I think 300 miles is is in the range. Yeah, you could do 300. But it depends on the nine-year-old, too. Just do four. Just do 400. Well, Why we'll not, do right? a team. We're going we're gonna to do <laughs> right. it as a team. So yeah. um, I, I, I think Fun I might. Stuff. Yeah, I think I'll post it on Strava and get you and a couple other guys out there. And um, and all right, I might do the uh, the downhill thing the uh the crazy thing that sam's got oh you're gonna do the rock cobbler i don't know that scares the hell out of me oh you, you have to well I'm, i've seen i've seen some of the speeds that you guys go at and it's coming up april 10th yeah that kind of scares the hell out of me I, I don't know there there's something about the there's something about that that's pretty scary running a half marathon untrained doesn't scare you no not at all the rock cobbler is like i i've seen the hills that you guys come down at and the speeds and and it's it's it, it's intense. Well, you don't have to do it fast. Oh, okay. Well, then. but it's freaking hard. Oh, I dude, I I've seen it. Like it's it's like yeah. four thousand feet of climbing. Yeah, on it's, the short I, one. I think I forget how long it's going to be this year. It's long. Yeah, ninety ninety ish. Yeah, that I don't range. think I'll do the ninety. But it's super. I mean, climb everything around here. It's eight thousand feet of climbing for the ninety nuts and hard climbs oh and I, dirt yeah there, there's no there's no there's no part of my body that wants to do the long one there, there's a portion of me that's like i could do the half cobbler right you know the half pie but i'm not trying to do the whole one not there, there's there's nothing in my soul that's like yes that seems like a good idea that seems like vikram breaks another clavicle <laughs> we don't need another yeah i don't need i don't need that. another uh, surgeries right so I'll probably do the half cobbler if that's still available. Um, oh, it's, yeah, it's available. 
<laughs> you know, you have his number. I do have his. <laughs> he, I do have Sam's number. Uh, we'll we'll just text him like, "Hey, Sam, uh, you're on the podcast right now, and if you don't let us in, well, then we're going to shoot you." <laughs> right, right. But we love you, but we're going to kill you, and uh, we're going to make sure that you don't get to your guns first. <laughs> so, I, you're a crazy busy man. For the listeners out there, what's your day like tomorrow? Inspire them that they can always get their workout in. How busy you are. What do you got tomorrow? You know, I got a couple of, uh, couple of coaching calls, um, working on a YouTube course and got my trainer for two hours in the day. And then I'm, I got at 1030. What time you, what time you hit uh, the trainer? I think we're at one o'clock tomorrow. Oh, one o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. So I, I work my schedule around him. Um, Mondays seem to be my least busy day, except for the last three Mondays, which have been slammed, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, you just like, here's the thing that I would tell everybody. Here's what I tell you, tell your people. And it's what I tell myself, wake up half an hour earlier, for 30 days. And if you don't die in 30 days, then wake up 15 minutes earlier and then wake up 30 days later, 15 minutes earlier. And what you'll do is within 60 days, you'll find an hour of time for yourself. And that hour, maybe you have a job and you can't go out like I can at 10 o'clock in the morning. Right, You can't build your schedule to have a two and a half hour block in the middle of the day where you do physical fitness right, or whatever it is that I do for that hour and a half to two hours, drive time, shower time, things of that nature. Wake up 30 minutes early and just do some push-ups and pull-ups and sit-ups and bar dips and squats and lunges and whatever you know how to do. Get on... Get on um, YouTube, type in body weight exercises, do some stretching. Yeah, 500 videos pop up. There's yeah. no excuse. Just get some movement in the body, right? For some people, it's just get stretching in. For some people, they, they're going to break a sweat stretching and do that every day. Um, I used to do a thing up until October of last year that I'm getting back into it is before I take a shower, I do three rounds of push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, and squats. Doesn't matter how many. If I can do 50 push ups, I do 50. If I can do 10, I do 10. Some days you can do more than others. Right. And I listen to my body, but I push myself and I do pull ups. If I do 100, I do 100. If I do 10, I do 10. It doesn't matter. I do squats and I do sit ups. I would do that, those four, for three rounds before I took a shower. And if you find 30 minutes and then 15 minutes and then 15 minutes over the course of 60 to 90 days, Within one quarter of your life, you're going to have an hour to an hour and a half more in the morning than you've ever had. And you're going to feel great because you're going to start to sleep better. And you do it every day. You do it every day. And you put your phone far away from you. In 90 days, you're going to have at least 60 minutes. And that 60 minutes will change your life. Because if you dedicate 30 of that minutes, 30 of those minutes to actually doing something for your health, within 90 days from that, people are going to say, hey, you look different. You're going to show up different. Your clients are going to notice how you show up. Your wife is going to show notice how you show up. Your husband is going to notice how you're showing up. I'm like, whoa, wow, baby, what's up? Let's, uh, let's not get out of bed this morning and let's stay in and roll around a little bit, right? Guys that are older, right? I, I had ED, not emotional discipline, but the other ED mm-hmm. when I was 35, I lost this beautiful Latina girl because of that. I started to work out. My testosterone went through the roof. I started cycling last year. I went on the carnivore diet 
cleaned up my stuff. My testosterone went up again. Let me tell you, the ladies appreciate it, man. You know, and I really hope people listen all the way through to the end on this because what you were saying about the difference it makes when you're in the presence of others. You've got the energy when you're fit, when you're meeting, when you're in a relationship with your kids. Like, it's the difference. It's, it's all the difference. I mean, I wore these jeans on purpose today. I don't wear these ones all that often. I wear like my scrubby ones, but today I wore these ones because my legs are bigger than they've been in years because I've put in so much effort, right? My trainer wouldn't let me just do upper body. He's like, no, Vic, we got to do legs. I'm like, but my knee hurts. He's like, oh, cry me a river. I'm Mm -hmm. like, dude, my toe hurts. He's like, you're going to go run for 75 hours on a hurt toe. You may as well get used to it now. And my my legs, like when I lift up and I feel my muscles in my legs, right? You show up differently. When you show up to your house after six months of not seeing you and you're like, wow, dude, you look fit and trim. Right. You, you show up with a different level of confidence. Your clients feel that confidence. You want to make more money, start to take care of yourself because people would be like, wow, if he can take care of himself, he can take care of my money. Well, so, okay, this is going to be sound crazy, but when you walked in my house, day like damn he's fit you know i mean you you were fit before but i'm like he's kicked his game up it i didn't notice it until right now or even think about it but it changed my approach to the day i was gonna have a fun interview with you anyway right but it did i'm like all right he's on his game (laughs) it changed me right imagine what that does if you were showing up to a business meeting yeah well, when we're in it, Vegas, it has an effect. It has an effect on people. I'll give you an example. So I was in Vegas for the brotherhood, right? So the modern day night project has a brotherhood component to it that a lot of people don't know about. So we show up with 40 men and these are 40 men that have suffered together for 75 hours at different times over the last two years. So we show up, right? Most of them are still on their fitness game, right? Most of them are still on their finance game. Most of them are still supercharged And we show up and when we walk through the casino, we're just eight people, right? Walking through, but people stop and they look at you because you use your pheromones, your chemical makeup is different. Yes. So when I saw you, I'm like, oh, damn, it's working. Like I see your Instagram. I see you in the pool. So I see you with your shirt off. But when I saw you, like your veins are ripping out. Your arms are huge. Your shirt's three sizes too small. I understand that one. Don't get me wrong. But you... you like, do what you got to do. Hey, bro, I, I wear child small. <laughs> these are my these are my sister that I don't have pants. You know, they're stretchy nylon. They're, they're Lululemons or whatever. But you show up different, right? So you can have fun, but you show up. And when people notice that, they're like, oh, shit. They respect you. And... The, you know, like women, oh man, if you're single, women, when they see you taking care of yourself, you think you want to turn on a woman, do hard shit. Do something hard and show her what you did. Show her how hard you work because you know what she thinks? He's going to do this for my family. He's going to protect me because women at the end of the day, if they're feminine, not women, but feminine and it's International Women's Day. So thank you women for giving birth to us Neanderthals. No joke. They respect you a lot more when you show up in a certain way. 
And it's not because you're powerful. It's because they feel safe. You know, when you show up and you're, you're just in your full masculine, the feminine energy feels safe. And by working out and becoming stronger physically and mentally and emotionally, for the males out there, for the masculine energy people out there, you will show up and make the feminine energy feel so much safer around you that they're going to trust you more. And they're going to want to listen and just not have to make those tough decisions because feminine energy is all about flow. It's all about just free form. And the masculine energy is what holds it together. So if you think of the Grand Canyon, the Grand Canyon is the masculine structure and the feminine is the river that flows through it. And so if we become stronger as the masculine of the relationship, then it allows the feminine to drop more into their feminine side. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. And it's great to watch your spouse for the men out there. It's amazing to watch them drop into their feminine essence because that's what we were attracted to. And that they used to at one point be attracted to the masculine in you. But over time you get a little pudgy, get a little angry, you know, whatever it is. So this move your mass isn't just about like physical health. It's also about emotional health. It's about spiritual health. It's about. It is. It's about balancing all of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool movement. Yeah. Bringing it all together. Yeah. And hey, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Amazing. Brother. And I want to tell everybody, follow you. Check out the podcast, Be Real. Yep. Find it on Apple, Spotify. Yep. What else? Those are, those, are those are the biggie. Yeah. So get on. He's got he's got great stuff for everybody on there. Great podcast. Uh, great friend. And thank you again so much for coming on. Appreciate it, brother. Thank Good you. times. Thank you.